T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. Welcome to another episode. We've had a little bit of time, a little breathing room from the Yankees-Red Sox series. I've tried to keep a little bit of distance between you and me. Yankees fans need oxygen, not breathing room. Well, either way, uh, I think what we'll do today is we'll do a little bit of analysis of the series and then uh, talk about uh, what things look like moving forward. I don't know if you want to go. I mean, you guys got you you got swept. The third game was, you know, questionable, questionable. with the calls that, that Nevin and the other dude got tossed on. So Nevin, who's not even like supposed to be, he, he, he just, just came kinda, back from just COVID. Came back. Yeah, he lost like twenty pounds, and then he's getting thrown out. I mean, everybody deserved to get thrown out of that game. I would have went nuts. I mean, it's just that was awful. That was it awful. was a bad call. So, like in my opinion, that's the Yankee season right there. That play, you know, you got Rugni Ogdor, right. all right. Playing second base for you, right? <laughs> That's laughable enough as it is. And then you get him up in that situation, and then that pitch, and then you're out. Like That's like your whole season right there in a nutshell. So it's bad... And it's bad luck. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Like you know, if I was if I was to open the show, I'd say I'm I'm John Senecal, yet frustrated, embarrassed, downright angry Yankees fan. So here's the funny thing. You know, I I watched a lot of baseball and I realized whenever the Red Sox are good they they're because they're still even though they're adults they still look at them as kids they seem to get along yeah, they all and look there like seems they're just to playing. be a sense of joy like when they mic'd up Verdugo I think it was great for everybody and me too like I think he obviously played up for the camera a little bit right. but he obviously is a guy who enjoys being out there has a little joy to vive and 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 then you go to the other side and the Yankees look stoic lifeless lifeless and yeah. there's no joy and there's no fun and i know it's multi million dollars and everyone gets all this money yeah but money. it's a game it's a game and ultimately if you're not having fun doing it 162 times it shows what and- did what did their most famous player in the last 30 years say he was going to retire when the game wasn't fun anymore and that's derek jeter 
right? Said that? I didn't know. Yeah, said that. and how? Uh, who else? Like, would you gauge the sport by? If you're a baseball fan of how you should right. play it as a player. So that was my takeaway, is that the Yankees played with zero, z- zero joy. And zero I'm not saying the Red Sox are like, you know, perfect and all full of like laughter and happiness, but there's no doubt that there's a little bit more camaraderie and a little right. bit more joy. And to me, that, that makes a difference because on paper, paper, you know, you know that, that, that sort of... The Yankees are better, and then I, you know, we talked about off camera about what sort of, you know, what sums you you talk about it sums up the season. I think like even having like Brett Gardner come up in a tight spot, like right. What is this? Well, is at this, this point, even well, they, they, they pinch hit Giancarlo Stanton the other day, and like if you're a Yankees fan right now, there is nobody that expected him to do anything in that situation. Absolutely nothing. I mean, the guy has been atrocious since he's coming off the, the IL. He's and so he was what the hell happened to him, Brian? I don't. I, don't I mean, know. he was literally like the best hitter in baseball, he was strafing the ball, strafing I mean, the just... ball like everywhere. And then all of a sudden, he goes on the IL, and it's like he, he like what happened? He literally looks like he belongs in Double A. He doesn't have any clue what pitch is coming. He has no clue if he should swing or not. And then when he does swing, it literally looks like he's like one of the worst kids on the Little League team. Baseball is so rough in that sense. But you're right. I mean, before he went on the injured list, he was the best hit. He was. How does that happen, though? Like, okay, so so you'll sit there. I I mean, you won't sit there, but but Boone will sit there and he'll say, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. But everything's not fine because you're you're not playing good. If you were fine, you'd be playing good. I don't care if you're Giancarlo Stanton and you're past your prime, quotation marks for the people listening, right? You should not be hitting this bad, period. So something's got to be wrong with him. So everything's not fine with him. So, I mean, you have to ask the question now. You know, I was just trying to dial up some Stanton stats here in terms of, you know, game log type stuff. It's awful. I mean, you have to let a guy like that play through it, right? I mean, so against the Sox, 0 for 1, 0 for 4, 1 for 3, you know, before that, you know, Tampa, but a lot of strikeouts, 1 for 3, like 13 0 for 1, strikeouts 0 for 4, or something. 0 for 3, 0 for 5, and lots of strikeouts. 1 for 4, 0 for 4. I mean, he hasn't had a, a multi-hit game since, he came since May 5th. Right. Over a month. And then he we spent, you know, time on the IL, but like right. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I to to talk to your point about the multi-million dollar contract. Yes, you got to let him play through it, but then you look at players you know, like Stanton, I mean, not Stanton, Sanchez, Frazier, Gardner. What are you going to do about those guys? Like you said just a minute ago, you had Brett Gardner coming up. Are you? Nobody's afraid of Brett Gardner. They're hitting 228 as a team. Dude, they're 27th in baseball in runs scored per game. So the question they strike out nine times on average a game. But you, are you saying? Are you wondering if this is what they are? Because if this is what well, they are, obviously this is what they are. Obviously, not going to make the playoffs because you know they're not even in third place. You no. know what I mean? They're, they're, I mean, Toronto's even inched ahead of them. And then you know when it comes to Toronto, they're they're not even in the mix. You you know, potentially for the wild card. And I you're mean, not going to out-hit Toronto right now, that's for sure. They're, Springer's they're, they're not raking without Springer. George Springer's not even there. So when I looked at that series, I, I just, every time, like, it's funny, when I see Stanton and I see Judge, I feel like, because I don't see them every day like you do, I feel like every time they're up, they're going to hit the ball to the moon. Yeah, they just uh, look Judge like has been shit. playing good, though. He has been playing, for Yankee standards, he's been playing good. For baseball standards, he's been playing good. But, I mean, he is clearly... The shining light on okay. this team. So put your Brian Cashman hat on. Let's just get inside this for a second. Because say you needed to not blow it up, but say you're like, this is what the team is, mm-hmm. and you have to make 
you have to make moves. So, do you make a big move, or are you going to incremental me again? Well, here's the deal. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to give up a lot to get anybody right now because they know you're the Yankees. You're, you're you need it, and anybody that has anybody to give is going to is going to fleece any team anyways. But the Yankees are going to get fleeced even well, more because I mean, they need it more. Once the team gives up. Then it's a qu- then they're going to well, want take, to take a sal- they're going to take they're going to dump a salary for prospects. So I mean, well, you can have a good player in about a month right. from a crappy team if you want to pay for it. Right. So you take a guy like Kentel- Kettle Marte, right? That everyone's talking about right. would be a great trade trip. But he's got two more years of control. They're not just going to give that guy away. And the Yankees' philosophy in the past is we're not going to give up any of our big prospects, Debbie Garcia. You know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Well, they're going to have to do it, right? To get a guy like that with two years control. Or, in my opinion, you go someone like try to pry Trey Turner away from Washington, and you only got him till the end of the year, and he's a free agent. But you know what? You put him at shortstop, you throw Torres back to second, you keep DJ at first, you cut bait on. Voight if he's going to keep getting hurt. You, you, the, the problems that are happening right now, just forget about him, right? You know what I mean? Like, if Voight is hurt, X him out of the equation right now. Put yes. DJ at first. Get rid of Odor. I mean, great. Odor is a left-handed bat, but if you can get... I mean, Turner's not a left-handed bat. You need a left-handed bat, but Odor is not your left-handed bat you need. The Yankees have no left-handers. So he's John Seneca and Brian Shackman. This is fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We're sort of doing a triage on the Yankees. Uh, you know... <laughs> I do, want to point, I do want to point out, though, is that the Yankees were in a spot similar to this early in the season. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget where they were. And so, and then they snapped back hard, and then we're like, okay. And then a week, what, two weeks ago, we're saying that they're probably going to be in first place by the time they get the, the Red Sox. And now you're talking like... But you also got to remember, the same players that haven't performed, haven't performed. Like, the guys that are supposed to be hitting it, Frazier, who's supposed to be playing, but good by now. Sanchez, who's played a little bit better as of late, still isn't. Gardner is, I mean, that is a guy you could probably just release. It's his last year in probate. In, right. Unless he's he wants done. to go to some you know, horrible team and just... Or you know, Japan or something. Something. But I mean, he's not He's not going to be a starter in Major League Baseball ever again. And Torres is, is a shell of himself. Three home runs on the season. DJ's 100 points lower. Like, everybody but Judge is just totally off their game. Totally off their game. Okay, we we need to wrap this up though because you you telling me you don't think there's a trade to be made. You don't want to give up any prospects. Well, yeah, I mean, there's well, what obvious... about somebody on that of the maybe the top twelve position players? Would you would you would you eat salary to move Stanton? Would you eat salary? To, right, but nobody's like, going to take Stanton right now. It depends on how much you'd eat and where'd you trade it. But they're not going to eat the salary because that's what they've been complaining about all along. They don't want to go over the threshold. So if you're just eating salary, I mean, what are you going to add? Right. You know okay, what I so mean? No big moves like that. So then, where 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 are you? You got to keep playing Stanton, or are you going to have to decide that he's hurt and DL him or IL him, whatever you want to call it now, and leave him on there? And you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with Frazier. I mean, you cannot keep this guy playing. He's not just because he makes a good catch every three games in the outfield doesn't mean he can keep playing. I'm sick of talking about him. Talking I'm, tired about, about, I'm tired is, about it. I'm tired about it. I really think that but we listen, in two weeks we might be the opposite. But right now, what I saw over, over that weekend against the Red Sox, I saw a team no that fire. was not that was not going anywhere. And you can't fire the general manager in the beginning of the season. That just throws throws you just you just sink in the ship. You throw up the white flag. Can you fire Boone? If Boone, if you're still in the situation at the All Star break, Boone's going to get fired. So because the, the fans is, like us or me right. are going to be calling for someone's head. You're going to have to do something. I have not listen. 2003 aside, I don't really have a problem with Boone. I do think that if you fire either one of if you fire Boone, you're giving up on the season. 
in my opinion. Boone or you, Cashman? No, Boone. Because Cashman's about, GM's about strategy. Sure, there's but about he constructed the most, team, right, Cashman. But the team's already, my point is the team's already constructed. Right, it's not so Boone's it fault. Matter, but the point is, is that the team's already constructed. You're really not going to be de- demonstrably changing the team. So you fire the GM, you're just making a sort of a, a symbolic move. You fire the GM in advance of an offseason where you make big moves. You fire the manager... You're not going to bring in anybody who's going to command that space more than the, the manager who was there because it's not like the guys hate him. And so you're basically saying this: I, our expectations for the year are done. Yeah, that's it what sucks, it says to it me. It sucks because you can never really bring anybody in in the middle of the season anyways. That's, my point. that's what that's sucks. That's my point is that it, it basically, if you fire the manager, you're saying that my expectations for the season are gone. So and, what do you do then? I mean, if they keep playing like this, they're gonna they're gonna have to do something. I've been a Yankee fan long enough to know that they're not gonna go the whole season and, and just say screw it. We're just we suck. They're not gonna do it. They just won't. Especially nowadays when everything's under such a microscope. I mean, you might be able to crawl under a rock thirty years ago, but when the expectations are as high and everybody's making thirty million dollars or whatever. Right. I think if they go into the July Fourth weekend and they're not closer than they are now. You at least have to start sitting these players. I would be sitting them already. Yeah, you know, then, or start thinking. Yeah, guys. See, I, just in, you know, you know from Bobby Dickerson. I know from Rico Bronia and just watching that. If a guy goes over four and then sits, the next at bat, people think because they have five hundred at bats a year, the I next know. at bat's going to be so pressure riddled, yeah. and then everyone's just going to snowball. It's I mean, all that, mental. And Boone, and Boone knows that. That's why he does this with these guys because he knows that the physical side's tough enough. And if you start messing with their heads and they put too much pressure on themselves, they're going to they're going to implode. And so I think the bottom line is is that I think they have three weeks to write the ship. And I and I I know I might have prematurely written them off early in the season. I, I think they're done. And it's not so much because of them is that they would have too much ground to make up. Yeah. Because I don't see... Listen, I think the Red Sox are playing better than what they are. And I'd like to talk... Can we talk about the stupid Sox for five yeah. minutes? And so let's talk about them. It's about, it's about both teams. I job. know. I want to talk about them too, but I mean... I think they're playing a when little... When you're playing good, I mean, why, you know, don't little, talk to the no, pitcher little, to the no-hitter. They're a little over their heads. <laughs> but I don't know if Tampa can sustain it. And I think Toronto's going to end up I think Toronto's going to finish very strong. Not just George Springer's going to get back, but between Bichette and Vlad Jr. I don't think they have the pitching, though. I know, but there's something about the team that's really fun, and I think that they're going to stick around. But the thing with the Red Sox, I don't know, you, you asked me off camera, like, what, where, where, where do they fill the holes? I mean, I think that if Sale comes back and can be a pitcher... I think they don't. They don't necessarily have to add another right. starter, and so then where where you need to bat? They, their weakness is like most teams. You know, seven, eight, nine. They still struggle, even though the players in those spots are decent. And so I think another bat, and it doesn't have to be like a power bat. And then obviously no one can have enough relief pitching. You know, I think Matt Barnes. I'm not saying I'm sold on him as a closer, but he hasn't shown me that he's right. not a closer. Ride him until he's not. He can't do it. So that's why I, I think they'll do some bull, like a, a bullpen help and a bat and a bat, but not a top six bat. Somebody who's probably a starter on a Cincinnati type team or whatever. And put them in the six, seven, eight, nine yeah. hole. I mean, it's early. I mean, there, there's re- very no reason to panic not, in Boston. No, there's it, no <laughs> panic. But I mean, it's not that early. I mean, but no. if you're going to make a run, I mean, this is not this is ahead of schedule for the Sox. And I don't think they're they're not a 95 win team in my book. They're not a you know they're not. I, I just don't see it that way. But I, when I look at the team now, I just I I like them. They got a good like energy, them. man. They really do. They got, like you said, it looks like there's just a bunch of friends playing together. So I want to bring up one one other point before we go because this is something because my my son Max is a 
he's just been a, become a big Boston sports fan. And so when the Celtics were still in the playoffs and the Bruins are, you know, maybe gone, but we would go from the Bruins to the Red Sox or the Celtics from the Red Sox. So, like, it was halftime, we'd watch the Red Sox. Right. It was the end of the period, we'd watch the Red Sox, mainly because, you know, playoff sports is a little more exciting. And it, I will tell you, like, it's such a hard downshift to go from ho- playoff hockey to <laughs> Back baseball. to baseball, I know. It is really almost jarring. And I like it sometimes because it slows it down, but I will say there's times where it's just really, really slow. And there are parts of that Yankee-Red Sox series that were really, yeah, excruciatingly, I dare I say, boring. Boring, yep. And I was a little troubled. You know, my son still watched it mainly because my wife and I were like, let's put on the Red Sox. But And he loves baseball. But it was one of those things we talk all about, the, how engaging the game is or isn't. But I was struck. It was almost like a, a case study. Like, yeah. we watched hockey. Then we watch baseball. We watch basketball. Then we watch baseball. And I was like, "Wow, this is really yeah." Really. So slow. that's funny you bring that up because yesterday we were sitting on the couch and we were watching um, Bobby Dickerson's son played baseball for Southern Mississippi. They were in the super uh, super regionals. Is he good? Is he like? Yeah, he had. He actually hit a home run. Um, he had a double. He had. He did good. He did all right in the series. I mean, he wasn't like the standout guy, but uh, they they lost to Ole Miss. What year? Uh, he's technically a sophomore, but I guess they he has an extra year of eligibility. Is he He'll be draftable, I would think, yeah. I mean, especially with the, the name and stuff and Bobby's right. connections, I'm sure he'll get in there. I mean, as long as he keeps playing the way he is. He's starting freshman in at, at University of Southern Mississippi, you know, number 22 team in the country. So. But, but, but. But, so, um, we're watching that, and then we're, we're flipping back, we're watching some baseball, and we're also watching Islanders-Bruins. Right? Was it Islanders-Bruins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And our friend is the trainer for the Islanders. Get out. Yeah. So we were watching it. And, uh, you know, when I say watching it, like, I'm watching it. But, you know, like, the kids are on the couch. They got their devices. Right, they're kind of right. watching it. And baseball is, like, like, you said, not as engaging. But I looked over, and my son Jackson, who's 15, is sitting there. And he's, like, kind of glued to the hockey. And then, like, I didn't say anything. And then, like, about a minute or two later, he goes... Wow, man, he's like, this is really exciting. I mean, this is like fast-paced stuff, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, hockey's exciting. I'm like, playoff hockey's even more exciting. But it's funny that you said that because it's just like it's so much more engaging, so much more speed, and and hence youth sports, more lacrosse, less baseball. Yeah, and it's a totally, you know, engrossing visual experience, and it just it shows me like you're in a baseball mood or, or you're not. Like. To me, like I always think of my wife, like when she's watching the Red Sox, like, she's correcting papers. Right, watching the Red Sox. Right, you know that. That's you can't sort correct like, papers and watch hockey. No, <laughs> you cannot. And and I think it speaks to how great playoff hockey is. And I don't. We're not going to get into a conversation of what changes need to be made in baseball. We've had that conversation many times. I just wanted to share like sort of like the market. Yeah, well, it's experience. true. I mean, we, case study. And, yeah, it was really interesting. So anyway, any last thoughts on on what's to look ahead for? Anything you didn't get in that you wanted to talk about? I mean, the Yankees are limping into Minnesota, who are who are awful right now. So they're going to face <laughs> J.A. Happ and Michael Pineda right out the gates. So we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, as a Yankee fan, like it looks bleak, but you got to believe, right? I mean, it is what it is. So hopefully they play better and hopefully they figure it out. I mean, they need to make changes. They have to. Frazier and Gardner cannot be playing. They got to figure that out. The plans to go. Um, we're gonna go. We'll go eventually. We gotta get the little league situation figured out. We got the playoffs and all stars and all that. Once that's all done, we'll and the summer starts to open up, we'll figure something out. So no specific plans. Not yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. All right. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. Thanks for listening and for watching wherever you're doing your YouTube for the viewers, uh, wherever you're enjoying the podcast. But we're available Apple, Spotify. You always tell me which ones. I heart. I heart. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Fanbase. 
a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 